Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking. It's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout. As things go along, as days and years go by, us older fellas, we have to take a side seat to let the younger blood come in and take our places. You can't go on forever in sports. Forever in sports. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Fenway Park. This is Mark Fidrich. Now, he's trying to get the ball back. You'll see him mumble a couple of words to the ball. The first man ever. The Pitts five career no hitter. Mitchell ball two. I don't believe what I just saw. Another chance for Mitchell, and he makes a pair-handed catch. Ricky goes, a pitch take, and he's going to have it. Leaps high in the air, and he's got it. An incredible kill by the kid. And let it be said that number eight, Cal Ripken Jr., has reached the unreachable star. Today. I consider, I consider myself, myself the luckiest, the luckiest man, man on the face, on the of, the face earth. of the earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we invite you to rise. Welcome to the Daily Rewind, brought to you by ThisDayInBaseball.com. I'm Tom Hannon, and I'm your host. On this show, we bring you voices from the past and all the golden nuggets you just can't get from looking at stats. On today's show, we have George Herman Ruth. The babe himself talking about his release from the New York Yankees retirement and signing with the Boston Braves. You see, on February 26, 1935, the New York Yankees released longtime star outfielder Babe Ruth, freeing him to sign a $20,000 contract with the Boston Braves of the National League. Ruth's new contract with the Braves also gives him a share of team profits. In 1934, Ruth endured one of his worst seasons with the Yankees, at least by his lofty standards, when he only hit .288 with 22 home runs and 84 RBIs. In 2020, that probably buys him a $15 to $20 million a year contract, and maybe even $30 million, you know, just ask Bryce Harper. This season, this season, his last he will play only 28 games for the Boston Braves before announcing his retirement on June 2nd at the age of 40. Ruth 
in typical Ruth fashion, will hit the final three home runs of his major league career on May 25th against the Pittsburgh Pirates, just eight days before he officially retires. And his last home run will clear the right field grandstands at Forbes Field and travel an estimated 600 feet. Now I'm recording this on February 27th. And this event obviously happened on the 26th, and usually what happens is I post these on Facebook. Uh, and if you're not part of our Facebook group, uh, you should join us on This Day in Baseball uh, on Facebook because we have tons of stuff that we put out on a daily basis, whether videos, podcasts, images, stories, just a treasure chest of baseball content. And when we put this out, we got a ton of comments and questions. And one of them, one of the commenters really took us to task over the length of the home run, saying it was really 600 feet. And now, look, to hit a baseball 600 feet, you'd have to almost put it out of Fenway Park in right field, and that would just be a monstrous home run. It doesn't even seem probable. And back in the day when Ruth hit this, uh, they weren't taking tape measures out, and they didn't have video cameras uh, estimating the home run as it happens. It was way more of just a, an estimate of wherever the ball landed when it stopped rolling. So it was a different time, and uh, you know, to say, so to say a ball went 600 feet is obviously a little bit of an exaggeration. They're embellishing a bit but still but still we're talking about Babe Ruth here and most of us didn't see him play and if you were lucky enough to see him play and still alive you're between 95 and 100 years old at this point like I said most of us haven't seen him play so we're limited to stories and videos now my dad who was a huge baseball fan uh, used to call any long home run that he would see a Ruthenian blast and the sheer numbers alone tell us how different he was maybe it didn't go 600 feet uh, we do know it went out of Forbes Field, and there's only been 18 guys who were able to hit it out of For- Forbes Field, so it's pretty clear that it went a long way. Without further ado, I'm going to bring you Babe Ruth. Here, Yankee manager Joe McCarthy bids goodbye to Ruth after 15 unforgettable seasons with the Yankees. It was a tough decision for the home run king to move over to the Boston Braves, but with the limited options left him, it was probably inevitable. Ruth, too, sounds off along with the Braves' manager. It's rather sad for me this moment to see Babe going to some other place. But still, I feel that I should not stand in his way. And I told Babe Ruth before he went to Japan, anything that I could do to him, I would do so. I now, Babe, give you your unconditional release. And now, to the three men who move to the Colonel, I want to thank you very kindly for your very generous uh, uh, conduct in this case. It only demonstrates again that the men in baseball are not always actuated by mercenary considerations. You have been uh, an example of a great many of the men in baseball that are always actuated by the best interests of the game. Judge Fuchs, I'm going over to the Braves on one condition, and Colonel will back those conditions up. That when I'll be with your ball club, you know that you're getting the very best that's in me, and I'll be on the field every moment I can, working hard for you, just like I did with the Yankees and the old Boston Red Sox. I'm satisfied with that, babe, and I want to thank you. When Ruth finally left the Yankees, the story received the kind of coverage reserved for the assassination of presidents, or perhaps even a world war. Here, a selection of young people outside Yankee Stadium tender their views on the great event. I'm sorry the Yanks lost him, and I, and I wish that he'd come back to the Yankees. 
<laughs> Babe Ruth, there's always a break like that, and I think he'll, he'll make good in uh, Boston because he's been such a great character, and I think he'll suck plenty over in Boston. Yeah, I wish he was still with the Yankees. Uh, he wants to get the baseball for me. Well, I hope my old man moves up to Boston so I can see him play. I like about Babe Ruth, he, he's a nice man, and he, I like about him because he's a nice baseball player. I feel very, very bad for Babe Ruth going to Boston. Hey, I want a base plenty of long enough. We want somebody else. As things go along, as days and years go by, us older fellas, we have to take a side seat to let the younger blood come in and take our places. You can't go on forever in sports. Forever in sports. Now, I hope you enjoyed those interviews with Babe Ruth. Uh, you know, he was so candid when he talked, and he, you could just tell there was no political correctness there. Now, another question that we got in Facebook was about managing. And many fans can't understand why he didn't get a chance to be a manager. Uh, He did coach the Brooklyn Dodgers for uh, one season, uh, but as a manager, he never really got a shot. And he was always uh, hurt by that. And a lot of the fans felt felt on Facebook when they were commenting on this that he would have been a, a great draw, which he may have been. We can only theorize why he didn't actually get that opportunity. But I can tell you that there was somebody who played with him Smokey Joe Wood, that we just put out a podcast episode about. And in his his interview, he made it pretty clear why Babe Ruth wasn't going to get a chance to manage a Major League Baseball team. So I'm going to bring you Smokey Joe Wood to let him tell you why Babe Ruth wasn't going to get a chance to manage. You were on the Red Sox when Babe Ruth came up. Oh, yes. He came with us in 14. What was this kid like? You could see that he was a good ball player, and he loved it. Did he have, even as a youngster, the piano legs and the big torso? He had the piano legs, but he wasn't so big, no. He was a slender kid. Slender and well built. Was he a pleasant person? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Friendly person. Sure. <laughs> I laugh at him yet when I think of him. He was the goddamnest man you ever saw in your life. <laughs> That's all there was to it. As a kid. Many, many times, his roommate was Ernie Shore. Many, many a time, Ernie went up to go to bed, and Dame would be in the bed right alongside of him. As a kid? the babe. <laughs> he, was, he was only a little kid, though, or a big kid. Oh, he was a big kid. Yeah. Well, he was just a big hick, a big farmer boy. He'd come out of this convent area. I mean, he'd come out of this uh, home there in Baltimore. He never had been out at all until the year before. He just didn't know what it was all about, that's all. He'd been in this home for years. Was he? He was, he was very crude. I wouldn't, or you wouldn't, or anybody else that ever really knew Babe as he was. They want their kids to follow along in his footsteps. Of course, when I knew him, he wasn't drinking much, but I wound up drinking it pretty well. But his main fault when I knew him was women. Last time I saw him, he had a couple of blondes up here at Harry Harper's over in Jersey. With respect to girls, it was Babe more of a chaser than most? Oh, yeah. He'd go after a snake if they'd hold it for him. <laughs> he'd drop by and he'd always confided in me quite a little. You say, well, I bet 10000 on this race today, and so on, which he did, there's no doubt about that. They framed on him for several years. They, under- uh, they got him down to Cuba and took him for all he had one winter. Babe Ruth could never manage himself, let alone manage the ball club, and the club owners knew that. They wasn't going to let him manage their ball club. 
Now, listening to Smokey Joe Wood, it was pretty clear. Ruth really wasn't thought of a baseball man. He was thought of a draw. He was thought of a ticket. But he wasn't thought of somebody like a John McGraw. And back in those days, uh, when you were managing a team, you needed to be a John McGraw. Uh, They wasn't free agency. Players didn't get coddled. uh, And teams were afraid that Ruth, who couldn't manage himself, would never be able to manage a team. So I think that's why uh, he never actually got his chance to manage a team. Now, if you enjoyed the show, I have two asks. First, please subscribe to the show. On whatever podcast you have, subscribe to the show. We're putting out between three and four podcasts every week. We're not really on an official schedule right now, but we put out three to four podcasts. We try to bring you this great content with these uh, voices from the past. So if you subscribe to the show, you're going to get it when it comes out. And then please tell a friend. Share the show and help us grow. If you tell a friend, that is the number one way that we can help grow the show and help keep bringing you this fantastic content. Secondly, when you look at baseball, a lot of people look at numbers. They look at websites that are just loaded with numbers, places like Baseball Reference, which is the most amazing resource you can ever want if you want to look at the stats. But but what we try to do here is we try to tell you more of a story about a player, and we bring you their voices. And a lot of these things are not in a box a box score. And if you don't listen to the stories, you're not going to catch the game within the game and what was really happening in the game beyond just the box score. And to do that, we need your help. Consider sponsoring a page, your favorite team, event, or player. You could sponsor your favorite team, event, or player. You could sponsor Babe Ruth's page or any of his fantastic events throughout his amazing career. Sponsorships are very affordable and they're great for personal memories, and they're great for advertising your business as well. Maybe you have a podcast that you want to advertise. Maybe you have a baseball store, a blog, a social media profile, whatever it may be. It's a great way to get the name out there, and it's just a great way to also share your fantastic baseball memories. Just go to thisdayinbaseball.com slash sponsorships, and you can check out the sponsorships for yourself and see what's available. Now, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tdinbb at gmail.com. Questions, comments, and if you'd like to contribute, just please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to you. Now, that's it for today's show. Until next time, we hope to see you at the ballpark. I'm out. Peace.